It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time once again for a practice watch along here on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. Travis Schreier, senior analyst for BOL on a Tuesday night of South Florida week. The Alabama Crimson Tide looking to put the pieces back together following that disappointing home loss to a very good Texas team last Saturday night at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Alabama back on the practice fields both Monday and Tuesday of this week. And we'll get into the practice footage. We're doing, once again, a combined look at Monday and Tuesday. So what you're going to see is some practice and shells. And then we'll transition into full pad work on Tuesday and have some thoughts on some things for this team moving forward. And with that, we pick up the footage provided by the University of Alabama, starting with Monday's practice. And as we get things going here, we're going to take a look at those tight ends. There's Robbie Oots leading the way, Miles Kitzelman, CJ Dupree. And we'll stop it here pretty quickly as we see Danny Lewis and Ty Lockwood coming up. And Amari Nyblack certainly played a big role in that game against Texas uh, but really, it was Amari Nyblack's game against the Longhorns. And interesting, considering that to start the game, it was Robbie Oots and also C.J. Dupree out there in 12 personnel. That, that may have had something to do with the unfavorable field position Alabama was dealing with after being pinned deep on its own end after a Texas punt. So after sort of running the football off its own goal line out of 12 personnel, Alabama pretty quickly got into more 11 personnel with Amari Nyblack in the game and, again, did some nice things. Had the touchdown catch there in the second half, was asked to do some things one-on-one in pass protection and even in line that a year ago physically he simply would not have been equipped to handle. He's still trying to get there in that regard, but certainly uh, more advanced both in strength and power at this point in his development so he was able to hang in okay but again a little bit of a surprise that we didn't see more multiple tight end sets maybe that's something we see more of this week but as you roll the footage here Amari as you can see he certainly made some progress uh, in the strength and conditioning program and as we move into the linebackers here Inside linebacker work, there was Tresman Marshall, now Kendrick Blackshire, uh, working on those hands and maintaining leverage. There's Ian Jackson, a guy we haven't really seen much of. And there is also Jihad Campbell that Ian Jackson is working with. And we did see Jihad Campbell in the game against Texas. Looks like, based on this footage from Monday, uh, still working with a brace on that knee. So uh, Jihad trying to get to, obviously, Uh, a greater semblance of full health than he's been uh, in either of the first two weeks of the 2023 season. And, you know, we'll see how that plays out at the spot opposite Deontay Lawson. It's been a little bit of a revolving door situation. You've had Tresman Marshall in there. Uh, You've had Kendrick Blackshire. You've had Jihad Campbell. Uh, I think if, if Jihad can get back to where he needs to be from a health perspective, 
Uh, probably a good chance we see more of him. But you know, I think Kendrick Blackshire, when given the opportunity, has done some nice things as well. Just need more consistency at that spot opposite Deontay Lawson as we continue to roll it here from Monday's practice. Again, the inside linebackers working through drills. And then we get into the defensive linemen. And, you know, this is a situation here through two games. You've got one tackle for loss from the Alabama defensive line. And it came from that guy, Justin Aboigbe, against Texas. There's Jamarian Latham. You know, we talked about this in second watch on Sunday, too, and going back through the game. Damon Payne did a nice job on that fourth and two stop for Alabama there uh, where he got the early penetration, kind of split a double team, and then you know, paved the way for Dallas Turner to make a stop along with Deontay Lawson there to turn the ball over on downs to the Alabama hey, offense. So, Freddie Roach still trying to find those guys uh, that can consistently make plays up front. You know, maybe it's going to be one of these younger guys in time. We talked about Montel Goodwin. We talked about this guy, Jordan Renaud. Is it this year? You know, it's not an overnight fix, but there have been some guys with multiple years in the program now. Tim Keenan starting to be one of those guys uh, that is emerging, you would think, but it needs to start showing up in the way of production. And, you know, you look at South Florida this weekend coming up on Saturday. It figures to be a very humid afternoon at Raymond James Stadium. I know right now there's a predictability or a, a strong prediction for some afternoon thunderstorms in the Tampa area. So you would think you're going to roll some guys in there against a South Florida offense that's kind of hard to figure from a run game perspective because South Florida ran for more than 370 yards against Western Kentucky in week one in a loss up there. Uh, to the Hilltoppers by 17, then turns around last week against Florida A&M, a SWAC team at the FCS level, and USF only runs for a little more than 100 yards. Now, here's the thing, and we'll talk about this more with this Alabama offensive line as we roll it here with J.C. Latham getting in some work on Monday. There's Miles McVeigh. Um, the young offensive tackle working in support of J.C. Latham. Uh, there is Seth McLaughlin. And, you know, tackles for loss for Florida A&M was an interesting thing uh, because Florida A&M actually had, and this kind of goes back more to the Alabama defensive line, I guess, Florida A&M had 13 tackles for loss last Saturday in a 14-point loss to USF. So uh, this is a group right here, I would say, certainly with something to prove after uh, so much of the hype going into the season, the talk about physicality, the talk about regaining dominance at the point of attack. Uh, it didn't show up really against Texas last Saturday night, and it was also problematic in the way of pass protection. So the hope is obviously that more time together, more continuity. But this isn't exactly a young group. I mean, you've got guys in this mix that have played a lot of football at Alabama other than Caden Proctor. So as much as anything, his struggles against Texas were somewhat understandable, whereas some of the other areas of this offensive line, you just didn't see that happening as much. And again, with the weather conditions, with the potential for rain, you're talking about a situation for Alabama where snaps have been very much a challenge for Seth McLaughlin 
in each of the first two games. And so if there's thunderstorms, if there's rain on Saturday, now you're talking about a wet ball scenario. Um, and that's, uh, that's pretty much coastal weather in the state of Florida in the month of September. You just don't know what you're going to get. Again, we get into now Tuesday's practice, and we're going to look at the defensive backs. There's Jalen Key, and as you can see right here, working with that brace on that right knee, it was pretty evident on Saturday night that he was dealing with something knee-related. Uh, went with more of a sleeve or not quite as much of a bulky brace as the one he's got on here. Now, look, during the practice week, if a guy's got an issue, let's say maybe he has a sprain of some sort, they're going to go extra conservative during the practice week and probably go with a brace that is more cumbersome than what a guy might go with once game day rolls around. So I wouldn't put much into that. I'd say that's just precautionary. There's Antonio Kite working with the DBs on Tuesday. And kind of the same here for Christian Story. It just seems like he's been dealing with something going back to the start of fall camp. There's a guy who played really well against Texas. Malachi Moore, a real standout, really from the outset of that game last Saturday night. Played fast, played physical, played with a lot of confidence. Really something that needs to sort of translate to the guys around him. And there's the young guy, Caleb Downs. I'm not going to say it was a baptism for Caleb Downs against Texas, but he certainly found himself in the mix quite a bit, which is going to be the case at the position he plays. And you know, he had some wins and he had some losses. And two games into his Alabama career, considering the spot he's been put in uh, at this early of a stage of his career, I'd, I'd say he did okay. I'd say he did just fine. And he's going to be better for it because everything we hear about Caleb Downs is that this is a guy that learns quickly. So there were some lessons to come from that game against Texas. And uh, I would think that he will apply them pretty quickly and you'll see them show up as early as this week down in Tampa. There's Jake Pope, guy we've seen on special teams here early in the season. You know, when you think about the safety position, these two guys right here, Jake Pope, also Tony Mitchell, Bray Hubbard possibly in that mix too moving forward. And then we get into some corners work. Nick Saban right back at it with those corners on Tuesday. There you see Terry and Arnold, Trey Amos, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, all three of those guys had their scrapes in the game against Texas. And a lot of the credit goes to Texas because, as we told you many times going into that game, Texas had some dudes on the outside. Not just on the outside either, but with Jatavian Sanders uh, also there at the tight end position. And if you're wondering about base positions, this is usually a good uh, a good indicator of what a guy's base position is, especially if he's more sub-package related, like Earl Little II. We've mostly seen Earl Little uh, at the star position, but his base position, as, as you see here, is with the corner. There's Antonio Kite. There's Trey Amos. Uh, those corners working together under the watchful eye of Nick Saban on Tuesday. So we move into some outside linebacker work during Tuesday's individual drills, a full pad workout. And you got Coleman Hutzler working with his guys here. Uh, looks like a bit of a long arm move that they're trying to perfect here, which requires uh, technique and power. There you see Jeremiah Alexander. We saw Keanu Coot 
just a minute ago go through the drill number 19. And Keanu, I thought, even going back to the A-Day scrimmage, showed you some of this. And this was an area, again, like some others on the defensive side of the ball, just not enough production against Texas, not nearly enough pressure. I think the thought process maybe for the defensive staff was that the four-man rush would get there. Not perhaps on a snap-by-snap basis, but certainly with more effectiveness than it did in the game. So uh, we'll see how they respond to that coming up on um, Saturday afternoon. As we said, uh, Florida A&M kind of set the bar, I would say, in some ways in that game against South Florida last week uh, with 13 tackles for loss and six sacks. That's what Florida A&M put up against South Florida. We'll see what Alabama is able to do this week. We get into this at the 344 mark. It's the wide receivers. There's Malik Benson, a little pep in his step. Did a couple of nice things in the game against Texas. Jermaine Burton there. Uh, as we know, Ja'Cory Brooks. You know, when I think about Ja'Cory here, I didn't have Alabama being two games into the season and Ja'Cory still looking for his first catch. But that's the reality of the situation right now. Fortunately for Alabama, guys like this – Kobe Prentice have stepped it up. You know, Jalen Hale, we didn't really see much of uh, against Texas. And, you know, some of that had to do with, I think, in the opener, Ja'Cory was obviously out for the first half, and that paved the way for an opening there in the rotation. We get into some running back work here. The ever-important pass protection drills with Rob Gillespie. There's Justice Haynes. Now, I know there's been some talk about, hey, where was 22 against Texas? But you know, that was the kind of game that you sort of expected that if you were a top three guy in the rotation, you were going to see the field against the Longhorns. It's hard to go four guys deep, uh, but I would think Justice Haynes, as we move along here, will certainly be more in the mix. Roydell Williams uh, is a guy that you can count on. And really, when you talk about the running backs and the passing game, we didn't see uh, much at all as receivers. Now, some of that may have gone back to the plan. Some of it goes back to the guy playing quarterback, you know, as we talked about in uh, second watch and on the roundtable message board here in recent days. Um, if you give Jalen Milrow man coverage and the opportunity presents itself for him to check down to his legs, he's probably going to do that. Now, Alabama also uses its backs, keeps its backs in a good bit, as pass protectors. So some of that goes into it as well. But, you know, Jace McClellan had a drop in the game, but that was about it for Alabama backs. Now, did have an opportunity for Jace running the rail against man coverage that could have been a very explosive play. Unfortunately, Milrow got a bad snap and then was not able to hit Milrow down the right sideline. And also, you had a similar route to Roydell there in the second half where uh, Jalen put it a little bit on Roydell's back shoulder. Roydell made a nice adjustment just to make the grab, but probably limited his ability for yards after the catch in the process. So there you go. There's a little bit of a combination of Monday and Tuesday practices at the University of Alabama. We've got continuing coverage for you right there at BamaOnline.com. You're going to want to check it all out. Our senior writer, Charlie Potter, does an outstanding job. Of course, 
Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein, myself from the team perspective are going to help take care of you as well. And then always the recruiting coverage with us at BamaOnline.com. Second to none with site publisher Tim Watts, also Andrew Bone and Joseph Hastings. Alabama picking up a 2025 defensive lineman here in the last couple of days in Antonio Coleman from down there in South Al. So plenty of details about that as well. All of it you're going to find at BamaOnline.com. We certainly hope you'll subscribe to this page, the Bama Online YouTube channel. Brand new, free. Click subscribe. Turn on those notifications. We're going to have a ton of video talent, video content. I don't know how talented it'll be. Video content coming your way. Travis Ryer, once again, thanking you for joining us right here for practice watch along on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. Until next time, so long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.